What's up? No, what's up? Last week, you don't want to let me in the match. I get me. No, 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 no. I get me, right? We fought before. We've done that song and dance before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're going to hit a woman? Huh? You're going to hit a woman? In our world, you don't do that. You know that. You know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that how your mother raised you? Is that how your father raised you? I know for a fact that's not how they raised you. I know for a fact. Huh? You coming out here with a chair? To me? Huh? You know what? You know what? You, you, you know what bothers me the most? What would our mentor say? What would homicide say? Huh? You matter of fact, I know what he would say. That you're a coward. That you're a coward. You're a fake tough guy. Yeah, you like going around, but Oh, oh my god, oh, Eddie! No. Deep in the gut! Oh my god. Now on the spine. And this friendship, this partnership between Eddie Kingston and Ortiz just disintegrated before our eyes. The House of Black has gotten everything they wanted. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay! His mother named Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high, you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything <laughs> about him. The only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. <laughs> That's flair! <laughs> Probably look like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick! <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! Are impressionists. Uh, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jeez. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Wednesday, and you know what that means. I'm the professor, Mark Fantasia here, ready to go. It is another well, very busy episode. A lot of things we're going to be covering this week because it's still we love to do the 25 years later Monday Night Wars. We got a pay per view this week. We got sold out 98, and here I thought it was going to be a sleeper of a pay per view. Uh, so many things I can't wait to uncover. Uh, plus the next night. But also we have, bring it to the table, we have this week's movie of the week, keeping that wrestling trend going, and a whole lot of sadness from myself and ODM. And speaking of, here is ODM. Yeah, I I don't want to dwell on it. Uh, It's apparently baseball season from here on out. And um, yeah, we're we're not even going to hit the sad music. Fuck all that noise. They don't deserve music. 
bunch of bums. Yeah, not even the sad music. I can't even do it to myself, to be honest with you. And it's funny because uh, you say it's baseball season. I was like already thinking, I'm like, I got to find something right now that will distract me because I'm really pissed with this. And I'm like, eh, Royal Rumble? Okay, I guess that's something. That's on a Saturday. Like, it, it, it'll, it'll let me down as well. It, yeah. That's uh, this coming Saturday, I believe, right? It is, indeed, yes. I actually plan on watching it. Same as I. Um, I would have thrown the invite to you, but I figured in the snow you don't want to take the three-hour trek. But uh, yeah. I think Lil John might be joining me here, and we might be watching that live as well. So uh, we'll find out if we are all live together at the same time. Uh, <laughs> News-wise... I'm, I'm kind of excited to talk about a couple of these things, but uh, one thing I do want to get out of the way early if we're going to keep the, the, the I want to keep the show as up light as, as possible. possible. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, last week, my uh, take or segment on Jay Briscoe, we didn't know much about his daughter, daughters other than they were both in critical condition. One wasn't moving her legs at all. Um, or extremities, but now she actually is moving, like up and moving, uh, like walking to a wheelchair. That's awesome. I'm, I'm very glad to hear that. Um, we can shit on the Bucks all day long the way we like to because of just who they are. They but make it easy. Each guy donated 10000 themselves. I think Kevin Owens, Steen did the same. Jericho did as well. Um, I mean, a, a lot of the guys have. Um and I took a moment today because the uh, Being the Elite came out and it said, Rest in Peace, Jay, is the name of the episode. I go, okay, uh, now I'm, I want to actually see this. Mm-hmm. They did perform on Dynamite, and I'll give you my take on that in a couple of minutes. But those guys were really, really beat up because, I mean, they were in Ring of Honor for a long time with the Briscoes. It was Briscoes biggest uh, rivalry throughout the years because it kept coming back. Um, They were real beat up, but showing they did the Doomsday device, which I thought was awesome. You know what I mean? Because that's what Briscoes are known for. Um, But one of the first times ever, I actually felt something for like Matt Jackson. I was like, God damn, I felt like he he just kept getting choked up every time he talked. I'm like, if if you have to choose a, a, a buck, that you like. I'm like, I think I like Nick a little bit more. I think really? Matt seems a little smug to me. I'll see. I think personally. it's the opposite. <laughs> really? I feel yeah, the opposite. Funny. Yeah. But uh, what's crazy, though, is Brandon Cutler was driving in the beginning of it. He has a long fucking beard, and it's gray, mm. and he was bald on top. And I go, I'm not, Jesus Christ, it looks like Jay Briscoe is driving the car right now. Because like when he had his head shaved yeah. at one point and was the world champion, I was like, oh, my God. Like I had to keep like... Looking, I'm like, that's it's Cutler, it's Cutler. Uh, Daniels and everybody gets involved as well. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes um, about what happened on Dynamite or hmm, my take, the lack thereof. I noticed, uh, hang on, I, I, not to be a dick on how I'm going to say this to you, but you and I have a uh, understanding. If I text you and I don't hear back from you, I get it. You're working and stuff. And I go... But then I sent something, and I was like, I haven't heard back, and I'm kind of curious on your take about uh, what I had said to you. Well, I'll just say it right now. Fuck it. Why am I yeah, masking Yeah, don't beat around the bush. What? I wasn't a fan that ah. I get Tony Khan yeah. had the issue with um, 
Warner Media, Warner Brother Media, whatever it is, that obviously you cannot have the Briscoes appear on your television show because of Jay's decade-old comment. Sure. Um, and fine, I definitely get it. You cannot have him on your show. And I can get you can't celebrate it, but it's not like the dude was a serial rapist and shit. You know what I mean? Like, he did make a mistake. You know how many people in this business have made a billion mistakes? And goddamn, tonight, the night that we're recording is Raw Triple X or 30, whatever. It's Triple X. And you're not telling me putting Flair, Hogan, all those guys on there. Hogan's comments, and now he's over here being like, what's up, brother? We're live 30 years of Raw. Right. Fuck you. <clears throat> you. All they did was give Jay the opening picture. Uh-huh. In silence. Yeah, I saw. Not a 10-bell salute to him or with anybody in the roster. And I said to you, more than half of that roster has tagged up with, or has uh, touched up with him in the ring. And you heard my list last week. It, it was a who's who who has wrestled Jay Briscoe. Yep. And they kept going, oh, we're going to have a, a tribute show to be done. So after you had two hours of dynamite and then you decided to record Rampage after that, BTE, they even bring it up. They're like, yeah, it was, it was a six-hour show tonight. Yeah, because then they said, now we're going to do a Jay Briscoe tribute show. You just threw it together in one night, and I sent you the matches. It was like Eddie Kingston versus QT Marshall, and I was like, oh, what? Yep. Adam Cole did an interview. Okay, fine. Maybe he's not ready to wrestle just yet. I'm fine with it. Or they're waiting for a big day moment. Not a Danielson. You had Christopher Daniels go up against, like, fucking Preston Vance or some shit like that. I was like, what are you doing? They dropped the ball, and I said to you, I think Tony Khan is a pussy for not just doing a little bit more. A little bit more that night in making Dynamite more about it instead of just shoving it all at the end of the night to say that you care when because of Warner Brothers or whatever it is stopped you on that. He wasn't going to come out and say anything. I'm not trying to be that funny dickhead, but I'm saying what bad could it have done to have a, your roster come out and do it at least a 10 bell salute. And I would have called it a day. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I understand the frustration. I wouldn't go so far as to call him a pussy. I think he definitely dropped the ball. He definitely could have done more. He definitely could have done better. He could have even waited a week and figured out what he wanted to do. Uh, but it, but ultimately, it is a, a lot of it's out of his hands. I mean, if we should be mad at anybody, it should be the executives at Warner because you made a good point with Hogan for, for a couple of reasons. One, Hogan is everybody fucking knows. You can go to the fucking Congo and find the gorillas, you know, in the mist, and they'll fucking tell you who Hulk Hogan is, right? Right. Um, barely anybody knows who the fuck Jay Briscoe is. And I'm not saying that as a slight. I'm just saying... You know, your smart marks are the ones, you know, your AEW fans, honestly. You know, those are, you know. And and it just seems like so short-sighted because, okay, if that is going to be your benchmark, then first off, line up everybody at Time Warner Media and do a complete dive on their history, all of their social media, talk to all their friends, figure out everything they've ever said in life, and do that for all the referees, do it for all the wrestlers in AEW, do it for everybody. Yeah. Because if that's the case, I have a feeling you're going to lose some executives and you're going to lose some talent. It seems very well, I selective. Say, I mean, it so makes no sense. With your selectiveness, you're okay to promote Jeff Hardy coming out and and you know that he had multiple DUIs and then look at that, you let him come to your company and he got a next one. 
Um, it, like things like that. If you like, you're saying do a real dive history into the people who are working for you. You'd be shocked. I'm I'm mad that it was a decade old tweet. It's not like he uh, not like I'm not even trying to defend any way. Sure, at all. what he said like, was wrong. I'm saying more of like I just really. I wish he just did something a little more than just the picture. And then they kept doing a, uh, but we'll catch you guys down the road. We're going to do a tribute, do a tribute. It's going to be free for everybody on, on our TV. And especially when Ring of Honor TV goes live. Now, isn't that about as fucking exciting to wait for as AEW fight forever? Because neither have a date. Still, WWE has put out like three games in the time that fight yeah, forever is about to come and out. They, and they just dropped the trailer for 23 today. Yep. Yeah, with Cena and everything, yep. which goddamn, it looks so real. I saw, I, like, I saw a still of Hogan and NWO gear in black and white, bro. I thought it was a screen. I thought it. If somebody was like, you know, pulling my leg, I thought it was like, now nah, you just took a screen, a screenshot from the fucking Nitro from back in the day. No, right. that's the fucking no, it's game. Clear. It's, it looks really good. Yeah. So I might have to get I'm just, that. I'm okay with if you want. I don't know. I I, I think actually. I th- I'm really pissed that he even hodgepodged a show together to call it the Jay Briscoe tribute show right. with half of your fans in Fresno. Look at that. Another time that I, a place I was at and I just, you know, not there. They were in Fresno for this thing that night. So many of the guys were there, too, um, uh, that we've talked about. But also, um, during a dark match, AEW Dark, there's a, a women's wrestler who wrestles in... Uh, Hood Slam at a bunch of places, and she actually wrestled there. Because, you nice. know, you, you use the local talent when you're there, right. which is yep. awesome. I'm, I'm just, you hodgepodge a Jay Briscoe tribute show just because you wanted to capitalize on a name that night and stuff. I'm like, everybody was already tired from the three hours, four hours of what they had to do with Dark, Fuck, yeah. Rampage, Dynamite, all of it. You didn't, it's, I'm not happy with it. Yeah. Not happy at all. No, and I don't blame you. I don't blame you again. You know, it's, it, it, he could have done better, but. You know, biased because again, oh, you know, I, as oh, I said last but, week, top five dead or alive, they are my top tag team five. No bullshit, they always. Oh they, yeah, I no, love I know. Frisco. So, oh, 100%. that's probably why I'm more biased than anything. Just, Go ahead. Just another wrinkle to the thing. Uh, so you can't have Jay Briscoe or mention his name even, or even do something openly on the show. But right after the show, you can have another show where people are slapping each other. To the point of like uh, had you know actual concussions, uh, supported and sponsored and created by a guy who was just accused of slapping his wife. Yeah, dude. So that makes sense. Did you see Christopher Nowinski? You remember former wrestler? I did. He does. Uh, he does all the concussion studies. He was on yeah. one of the dark sides. I forget which one. I think the yeah, Benoit one. He, it was the Benoit one. Yes, it was. And he brought up, he put a tweet out. He goes, please do not endorse, promote, watch this slap thing. He goes, because look at any other sport in the world that I'm trying to protect and help with, with your football, wrestling, this, that. He goes, there's ways you're protecting yourself. These people have their hands behind their back, and it's just an open slap. You could break a neck. So many different, you know, types of, you know, brain bleeds, concussions, yada, yada. And it's, look at, you see a couple of them, you're like, wow, that's crazy. That's a drunk thing to do at a concert before you go in or something like that. You know what I mean? Like being fun. Right. Um, or, you know, the end zone. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> winner gets blown by four. All right, anyway, so uh, the what I don't – what's kind of scary is I'm sure – did you see the one with the woman? 
Like did a full I haven't seen. Somersault? I, I haven't seen no. Uh, I you know what uh, weekly cornet reference. He was talking about it. He was going over everything, and he did say that that she got slapped. She fell like backwards. She got up, and as soon as she got up, she fucking went forward. Forward in a full blown somersault. Yeah. My wife sent it to me, and I watched. And I go, Jesus Christ! And I'm like, and it was not too long after that that Nowinski, uh, or yeah, it put out his uh, his tweet, and I'm like, it's it really is a dangerous sport, man. So it's, yeah, um, yeah, the, the, your relief. That's funny. You're like, but that's what exactly followed up after that yeah. show. Wow, that's all right, man. I. Uh, what else you got for news? Let's let's keep. I, we did kind of get light. Yeah. Well, well we're going to go back to not being light. Uh, you know, I guess let's let's go back a little bit. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, Kevin Nash's son had suddenly passed away from a heart attack after a seizure, uh, and it was basically prompted by, unfortunately, them trying to do something good and quitting drinking. Uh, and you know, alcohol is is almost as bad as heroin as far as withdrawal goes. Uh, you know, especially when you are that addicted. Um, so, you know, that I was, have a, an honest question. What? How much do you have to be drinking to die from the withdrawal? Like is he had a cardiac arrest from it? Pretty like, bad. Yeah. I mean, you I mean a lot. I mean, I've, I've known a couple of people that would qualify in that boat. I mean, nobody that we collectively know, but I mean, I know somebody who's been to rehab several times and well, actually, and I think, yeah, never mind. I will just, yeah, we're good. Yes. Off yes. Yeah. Scott. So, but I mean, like Scott Hall levels, probably. Um, yeah, I mean, Jesus. it's pretty bad. Cause I mean, that's the other thing too. But he wasn't that old, man. This kid was what? 24, 25. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Not very old. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Please go on with this Nash part. Cause yeah, absolutely. He was on a pod doing his podcast and he was basically, you know, just talking about having to bury a kid and that it had been, I think 12 weeks since it had happened. And, um, he said something about, I don't know how much more of this I can take. He's like, maybe I'll just put a gun in my mouth or something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but he was talking about like shooting himself. Um, and, uh, his co-host is like, uh, please don't say that shit and don't joke about it. He goes, fuck that. I can do whatever I want as long as I leave a note, Mm. which was that, I mean, that one, that one, you know, that's kind of rough, man. So, uh, you know, the cops were called uh, for a wellness check and, you know, as of now, it seems like everything is okay. Uh, I hope it continues. And he said, you know, people aren't understanding it was sarcasm. I'm like, bro, they're sarcastic. Look at, okay. Like me. I make more sarcastic jokes about my cancer that I had. You know what I mean? Like, right. Because it was something my beat survived. Right. And this you didn't do it to yourself. Over. Yeah, exactly. Right. The, you, know? you know what I mean? This is, you're not over this. I don't think he's ever been over Scott. And I think both that and his son, I'm not saying I wouldn't be shocked if he did actually do something. Hopefully this made a big halt on whatever it was, but hey, he's he hasn't had a good couple of years. No, no. So hopefully he gets the help that he needs and then he can work through this. Jesus, we really are not kicking up the notch on uh, anything upbeat. Well, speaking um, of kicking, we're going uh, to... Wait, did we skip? We did skip the opening part. Do you have to bring up anything about... Oh, no, uh, no new news on uh, Vince's uh, coup of WWE. Okay. Well, actually, no. I mean, I guess there is one thing. Uh, the cock has dropped progress and there's another one like ICW or something. Two of the indie promotions that they had, uh, you know, a library for on, you know, not the network, but on Peacock. Right. Uh, has been dropped. 
dropped as in like not there not anymore. Dropped new episodes. We're saying like they took them away. They took them oh, away. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. So huh. that I mean, to me, that just points to a sale because I'm guessing there's you know more racier content, if you will, you know, on those videos. Um, and it's oh, probably yeah, just makes dude. it less marketable. I would think. I, I'm you know I'm, I'm I'm just throwing it out there, but. Tonight is, you know, as we record, is Raw Triple X, and I don't know, like it's you're heading into the Royal Rumble this weekend, and now you're about to not rely on any of your talent that you have. You're going to bring in all these fucking stars and flash them in front of people. You it's know what that move show. is? That is a Vince McMahon move. Oh yeah, he is back. Uh huh. Hundred percent. It's a hundred percent of Vince fucking move. Yeah, I mean, remember twenty five? They buried FTR. Yeah, I I don't want to remember that one. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I just read an interview where Dax was talking about after they got done in the ring one night, uh, whatever the match was, Vince said to him, I see why people see that you are the Arn and Tully. You're just great wrestlers. He doesn't know who the fuck Arn and Tully are. (laughs) Right. But then he said, he goes, but that's it. That's all you'll ever just be. And that's a slap to into their face, but in Vince's world, he's like, "Huh, because you're not entertaining, pal." Yeah, let's let me have you shave my back again, right? And that's what well, that's what they told the Briscoes. Uh, they they uh, it was an image thing, which is yep. why they never got a contract. <laughs> we ain't cosmetically pleasing. Cosmetically pleasing. This ain't a goddamn beauty contest. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I love that. I, that's why I had to put in so many of those great sounds last week because. The dude could cut a promo. Oh, yeah. Especially when you got Mark in the background. Terry Funk, that's right, goddamn Terry Funk didn't wear no mouth guard. Right, yeah. And he's always eating something. I remember one time he had, like, spray cheese and crackers. (laughs) Seen him eat, like, a bowl of cereal and shit. They're fun, dude. I love it. Oh, man. So I, I sent you a text. I said, yo, kick Okada in the face and find out. Yup. Um. I, I'm trying to get. I, I'll do everything as as I can to get his name right, but it's Kaito Kiyosawa. Yeah. He, um, I believe, if if I'm not mistaken, is the GHC, which is the NOAA World Champion. In this tag match, kicked Okada so fucking hard in the head that Okada actually had a welt that was busted open, like a cut on his forehead. Um. And then he went after him, and the match went to a no contest because Okada lost his mind. He went like Ken Shamrock mode on him and just beat the living shit out of him. I gotta assume, because this is a big crossover, and now um, at Noah's Last Love, that's where uh, Kaiji Mudo... I'm just learning, by the way, who Kaiji Mudo is compared to Great Muda. The same person. It is, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't realize that until like maybe a couple, about a month ago. And I saw it, and I was like, I don't know if I should really admit that shit, man. But I actually thought it was two different guys, all right? Hennig. Um, <laughs> it's been a minute. Um, but at his final match, he's going to take on Tetsuya Naito. And now Okada is going to face Kiyosawa. So I got to assume that it was in the making and they were like, let's just make it look like a shoot, man. Kick sure. me in the face and I'm going to lose my mind. I mean, Okada's not a, a little guy. He's a big dude. He mm-hmm. could can, can take a hit. 
I, every time I always think about how big he is, I think about Marty Skrull standing up against him at All In. I'm like, oh, shit, Okada's yeah. huge. He's a big dude, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't always translate that well on camera, but when you put him next to somebody. So what do you think? Was that a work? Probably. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're not, we already know they're not against working stiff. Right, you know, it and, was a really and, hard kick, though. I know, and we, but very, we've seen, very hard but we've seen kick. some shoots before. You know, mm-hmm. it has happened before, and usually, that is so funny you say that because wait till we go to my bring it to the table. I know. That's really funny. Oh, are you familiar with it? A little bit. I'll say. I'll say. Cool. I'll say this. I'll say this, and not enough. I watched the video once. I saw the mm-hmm. name. And at that point, I was about, I was very close to saying, I'm not going to do a bring it to the table because I can't fucking top that or anything I bring up is not going to be anywhere as interesting as that. So I was like, <laughs> I'm not even going to fucking do anything. Good. I, I like how our mentality is today. You're going to laugh about my, anyway. So the last thing, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, after the last two years, Rock versus oh, Roman, Jesus Rock versus Christ. Roman is going to happen in Hollywood. Now, all of a sudden, Rock, out of nowhere, notifies WWE, I'm not in ring shape. I'm not ready. And I go, okay, so we'll be seeing you at the Rumble. Yep. Okay, perfect. Pretty much. Like, that is the worst misdirection ever. I'm not in shape. I would have rather said nothing at all. You're the Rock. You're not in shape? Yeah, that's true. Get to the say you're not fuck out of here. Shape, though, in in ring shape. Ah, uh, come on. I agree. I call Bravo Sierra. <laughs> I think he's definitely like number thirty. That's it. Yeah, it certainly could be. I mean, well, they've well, announced Cody. Yeah, and and again, I don't. Why? Why did you? Why did you have to do that? Why didn't you just have him show up? Well, because the Rock is showing up. That's my point. Is uh, okay. instead of having because if Cody shows up, it's like, "Oh my god, he's here. He's going to win." And then the Rock shows up, it's like, "Well, fuck, what'd you do to Cody, right?" Well, if Cody's already heading in, we're like, "Cool, he's heading in. He's going to be in the rumble." Okay. There's not a guarantee he's going to win this. But now Rock comes in out of nowhere. It's your surprise one, right? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh another side note, I was on Twitter right before we started recording. Cody Rhodes tweeted 4, the number 4. I wonder if he's going to be the fourth entrant. Hmm. Okay. Keep an eye out for it. Fair enough. Well, let's talk about what happened on Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, all that goodies. Top Flight defeated Young Bucks yeah, that's in the opening match. A shocker. I was, I was shocked with it as well. Um, again, Bucks both wearing armbands for uh for Jay doing multiple moves in honor of him. Um Brian Danielson defeated Bandito. He was another one wearing armband. Uh, a lot of the guys did um throughout the, the week here. You know, people wearing just either Jay or Briscoe's or Dem Boys. Viking Raiders boys. actually did too. Dem Boys they did, yep. yep, which is I like that. Um in the main event, Darby Allen defeated Kushida for the TNT title. Okay. I mean, it was good, but we're just having matches just to have matches. Yep, exactly. Um, and actually, I was wrong. I said the opener wasn't Top Flight and Bucks wasn't the opener. The uh, main opener was uh, Orange Cassidy defending his uh, All-Atlantic Championship against Jay Lethal and winning. And 
Lethal defeated Jay Briscoe for the fucking title and ended a huge like streak. I was like, how did you drop the ball on this tonight? I think that's where my hatred began real early in the night. And I was like, are you shitting me? And meanwhile, you got Danhausen playing uh, Usher for the tickets. And then he gets the guitar and starts uh, playing it, which I'm not going to lie. There's been some great memes out of that. Right. Like, yeah. Don't tell me you're a rock fan or a rock fan if you don't know who this band is <laughs> right. or something, which is pretty good. Uh, fun fact. Orange Cassidy has the most title defenses in AEW history. Oh, that's disgusting. It is disgusting. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, um, Hangman did an interview with Renee, and it was mainly about, you know, I know I've been there, you know, with what happened with Mox. So, you know, I've been concussed, too, and I like to wear butterflies on my jeans. <laughs> and then, you know, that's it. And they go, okay, cut. And he goes, no, but really, how's he doing like that? And like it made it. They did it like the interviews over, and then oh, he God. was talking to her on the side. And I was like, nah, you suck even I, more I, now. I just don't like it. Yeah, you suck even more now. I uh, hated it. Um, in AEW, we do what? Turn, turn, turn. Not even once, but twice, twice. this week. Two times. Soraya. Uh, because why not? I don't understand it. It made zero sense with everything that's been going on. I fine. And then Eddie Kingston and Ortiz, at least it's been leading to kind of one of them turning on each other because the house of black has been fucking with them for so long. Right. Saying one of you is going to turn. So Kingston took Ortiz out with a chair this week and left him in the middle of the ring. Okay. You're leading maybe to something that's okay. But I'm like, these turns aren't ever going anywhere. Nope. Remember the time they wasted Captain Insano on just a music video? Yep. So that's another thing. Now the guns, uh, the gun club and acclaimed, yeah, they're all coming together because Daddy Ass is tired of seeing them all fight. Yeah, big, it, it, uh, aren't they stable. doing like a family counseling or some shit? Yep. Yeah, they're doing that tonight. Your tag champions. Thank you. Your uh, TNT championship match will be Darby versus Buddy Matthews. Hey, at least we'll get a good match. I'm happy with seeing it. Yeah, it should it, be a good match. But everything else sucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brian Cage versus Brian Danielson. Ooh. Exactly my thought. Uh, if you thought it wasn't enough that Santino Morella is your authority for Impact Wrestling. God damn it. Uh, it's not Billy Blanks. It's Ernest the Cat Miller. <laughs> he comes out, and I was like, "Are you shitting me?" So now I'm gonna. Get, I have to cover this guy right now, doing this stuff because we're covering him weekly in the wars. This is so funny that he's even on TV. Don't get it. I'm moving on. Uh, the Banger Bros. What is that? What the name of their site is? What is it? I I'm not even. I I'm no. Just pass. No pass. Next slide. <laughs> well, they defeated the Viking Raiders and they are advancing in the tag team tournament. There's talk that they are splitting up the tag team titles. Thank you. Uh, the title match contract signing. You, there's no way you can have a table in the middle of the ring. Someone doesn't go through it. This time, Kevin Owens puts Roman Reigns through it before the uh, b- before SmackDown closes. Uh, I just want to bring this to your attention. We watched one of them together. This is about to be the third 
Roman Reigns versus, versus Kevin Owens Royal Rumble title match. Oh, no shit. Yep. One, we had the one that was two years ago, which was, oh my God. Or was that last year? No, two years two ago. Two years ago, we got one hit by the golf cart. And then the handcuff, the handcuff that Paul Heyman could not get. And it It's so horrible. It, it was it Kevin was Owens cringy. won that match by like, it was a last man standing match. That was the best part is Roman couldn't stand up. And Kevin Owens had it won by like four minutes down. Uh, but they're going to have another match, obviously. What do you think? Do you think uh, Sammy costs Owens? But maybe it's a D- I think it's just going to be a DQ, like a schmoz, as, as Bret Hart liked to call it. Um, I think it's just going to be that and to just further the Sami Zayn bloodline storyline. But then, you know, Sami Zayn wins later. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely... Uh teasing a lot of different possibilities with this, especially with Kevin Owens. I really have a hard time pinning down how this is going to work out because there's The Rock, there's Cody, there's Sammy. There's a lot of players here. So there's a lot of different ways that this could go. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. You know what? You know what? You know what's going to fucking happen? It's going to be Zayn and Owens are going to eventually form a team and they're going to take the tag titles from the Usos. It's everybody's been calling for a while and that ain't that's not what happens, man. I'm telling you, I'm Sammy's telling you, title. at least one title. It it where again is Elimination Chamber, Montreal, Montreal Quebec. Yeah, where is Sami Zayn from? Yeah, and WWE never books their talent to win in their hometown. If Triple H could be in charge of this, I'm saying, just is saying, they've been pushing the right. Is he, though? Well, is, isn't he? <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's get a table. God, I, yeah, 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 I'm going to flip right, this fucking table. <laughs> just bring it, bitch! felt your tension through the camera on that one. <laughs> uh, all right. What I was bringing to the table this week. This is something I've seen many times, but found it last week again, and it just never gets old to watch. And, you know, there's those things where I, I bring up, was this real? Was this not real? We've seen, you know, some moments in wrestling that have been, uh, is it a shoot? Is it a work? Is it a work? Shoot. And in stardom, this is a while back, but you have uh, Yoshiko taking on Act Yasukawa. Thank you. And I, I, that little nod you gave me, I appreciate that. <laughs> I worked. I worked really hard. Konnichiwa! <laughs> uh, one stiff hand gets thrown and all... Fucking hell just breaks loose, and Yoshiko beats the living shit out of Yasakawa. Oh, yeah. And I'm talking, like, to the point where her face is, like, double the size it was Mm -hmm. two minutes before it. Yep. Um, This is like when Becky Lynch got accidentally punched in the nose, except this was purposeful and multiple hits. You ever see the picture of Haseem Rahman 
the the boxer, and he had that giant big egg that was uh, on his forehead. I'm sure I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. It it was like the size of a glove Mm. that was like hanging off his forehead. This is what she looked like, and it was really really hard to watch. And again, shoot, work, work, shoot. Um, And that's why you said you have your theory. Yeah, I mean, shoot, just because it's this one was. I mean, she had broken orbital bones and. She was in rough fucking shape. Uh, so, I mean, my thing is, you know, I did, you know, I barely scratched the surface on looking into it. But I have no idea why it happened. Was it just because like an, of like a potato at the beginning of the match and she's like, mm-hmm. fuck that? Or she just went into fucking the business hardest herself? receipt. Hardest, longest receipt I've ever seen given. Yeah, and it was weird because uh, Act kept coming back. And she looked like she started to take real shots. And then fucking Yoshiko just kept pummeling her. And then Act's trainer fucking went after her at the end of the match. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. Yeah, it was hard Which to watch, Which is why I had trouble telling, because I also can't fucking speak Japanese fluently, that I'm like, what are they saying? Because the person getting the ring... can't speak it accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> And you said you got nothing to bring to the table this week? No, I was going to bring. It's my fucking standard. I've probably brought it to the table three times already. I know a lot of times I write it down and then I change it out because something better comes along. So I'll just spend two seconds on it. Um, Hogan is one of the worst in-ring wrestlers next to Ultimate Warrior. Uh, Besides his iconic status and what he's done in the business over the years, he can't wrestle for shit. I can't wait when we have to watch Halloween Havoc 1998 coming up very soon in October when it's Hogan and Warrior, speaking of. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait. Um, Man, go back and watch some tape of Hogan in Japan. I'm not saying he put on five-star matches. He actually wrestled. Mm -hmm. It was kind of impressive to see that every once in a while. So, like I said, it, it... it was a very small fraction, and he wasn't, again, putting on five-star classics, but he actually wrestled in Japan, and I just think it's funny because we were talking about Omega he in New Japan. Fantastic. AEW, not so much. Because the fans don't they don't want you half-assing it, and neither does whoever's in charge over there. Yep. Good for them. Well, I think you're really going to like my uh, plan and idea for Wrestler of the Week. You know, a lot of people think history is just facts. It's just information about the past. I know a lot of people like to believe that. I wish I could, but I was there. I wasn't here in the classroom, hoping I was right, thinking about it. Well, pussies like you! We're back there partying, putting headbands on, doing drugs, listening to the goddamn Beatle albums! Oh! Oh! Hey, hey, Professor, take it easy, will you? Hailing from... Wherever, wing, whatever, history, who cares, master provide, never. This is my mood because of the fucking bills, so let's just go to the wars. Huh? Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? What, do we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah! Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. My 
confused about the lack of announcing in that one sound clip how do you really describe someone who is 400 pounds and gets dropped right on top of their damn heat I remember this happening I did not watch the pay-per-view my my buddy did get it and I was invited and I didn't bother going um and just for this alone it's crazy because you thought Giant died in the ring, the way it looked. Like, it's pretty bad. But However, much like Brock Lesnar landing on his at WrestleMania 19, when you got your big, beefy neck, that's you're pretty good to go. It's like a pack of sausages. Just Anyway, uh, let's talk about it, man. We got on Saturday night, because Bischoff knew how to get down. He knew that it's good to have a pay-per-view on a Saturday. It's sold out January 24th, 1998. Is it just, is it still NWO sold out or is it both WCW and NWO? It's WCW NWO sold out. So that NWO version lasted but one year. At least this one, I will say right off the bat, is way better because you don't have, as someone's walking to the ring, vanilla midget. You know what I mean? Like the the whatever they were saying over, uh, they used to they said some shitty things for Guerrero too. Uh, yep. It, but yeah, my point is, way better version. And you know what we didn't get with this, unfortunately. Jeff and biker chicks. Jeff and the biker chicks. <laughs> I miss him. Oh. You know what? With this week's logo, that's how I feel. I feel sad that I didn't have Jeff and the biker chicks. <laughs> 
<laughs> actually, you know, that's, you know, with the picture, the episode name would be really good. Dropped on his damn heed. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the running. How many E's is that? <laughs> <laughs> I think two would be good. <laughs> Fair, well, okay. All right. So you know why this actually is on a Saturday? Because it is the day before the Super Bowl. That's why oh, they didn't run the okay. pay-per-view on a Sunday. So, which makes sense. Oh, that's when they had the 16-week season. And that was a big thing with the 17. And now we got to 18. It's going to go 20, I guarantee it's, you, yeah, within the next yeah. 10 years. Yeah, it'll just be a year-round like wrestling. I'll never take a break. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, anyway. that'll last real well. Yeah, Everybody will start talking like Michael Moore and how all the boxers talk nowadays. Pretty much. Too soon. Uh, yeah, so the uh, commentary announces at the beginning that there's going to be an announcement on the world title situation later in the evening. They mentioned Piper's in the building, and then it kind of hit me that, yeah, wait a minute, they made him interim commissioner at one point, and then he kind of just went home, and it wasn't so a thing. Last anymore. time I saw him, he was in Alcatraz. Yeah, got it. Kilt flown in the breeze. <laughs> Attica! Attica! <laughs> Wrong prison, bro. You're on the other side of the country. Yeah, so... I was you just know, thinking about Naked Gun. Was it 33 and a third? With the little cup. Attica! Attica! Oh, yeah. Uh, these pay-per-views usually have a good opener. Uh, they did not this time. It was Juventud Guerrero, Supercalo, Lismark Jr., and Chavo Guerrero Jr. versus La Parca, Silver King, Psychosis, and El Dandy. Uh, Chavo won with a Hurricane DDT. Next slide. Yo, Bret Hart loves El Dandy. What? Do you not know that? No. Oh, shit. Okay, it's either on Nitro or Thunder in like 99 or 2000 before he gets kicked in his damn heed by uh, Goldberg. He just does this weird interview where he's like, I can't wait to wrestle El Dandy. He's like the future of wrestling. El Dandy. El Dandy's the guy. And he just like name drops El Dandy like 10 wow. times for no reason. Uh, it's It's kind of a funny, weird interview. And it's like, this is when you know Brett was really pissed off and being like, oh, my God, I probably should have just let the title go. <laughs> yeah, who the fuck knows, man? Yeah, I can't Look that it. up. Look Hopefully, up yeah, Brett Hart and El Dandy, I promise you, you'll enjoy it. <laughs> Let's move on. All right, we get Raven versus Benoit. Uh, the stipulation is WCW ruled Raven must wrestle in the flocks part from ringside. Um, Raven gets a chair. Benoit reverses uh, Irish whip into a drop toe hold. Raven goes face first into the chair, which is uh, yeah, kind of a callback there. <laughs> oh, God, again, you know, you look back at some things and you wonder, oh. Benoit puts a chair on Raven's head while he's laying on the mat and does his flying headbutt and knocks himself out in the process. Hmm. Head injuries are no laughing matter. Benoit barely beats the standing 10 count, rolls over for a pin, Raven kicks out at two and a half. Raven reverses into a DDT. We get another st standing 10 count. Ah, 10 count. Uh, Benoit again rolls over, pin, kick out. Uh, Raven goes for another DDT. It's reversed into a crippler. And Raven is laughing the whole time because he likes the pain. Yep. He welcomes the pain. And he passes out. Ref calls it. Um, the flock flocks. 
ham. It's great. It's so great because. <laughs> um, Malenko comes in to make a save, and the, my favorite part is Van Hammer just picks Raven up, and Raven is stiff as a board. He doesn't, like, drop, you know, like, if you were really knocked out, you'd kind of just hang. He's, like, stiff as a board, so Van Hammer's carrying him out. It, it, it was just like a stiff it body. Was a scene. It was a scene to see. Um, I remember the Benoit-Raven feud lightly. I remember it happening. I remember being behind it. I mean, like, I... I I actually like the Raven character. It's funny because when he came back to WWE, wait, what? That's Johnny Polo? Our manager? (laughs) Way to go, guys. I liked him, man. In ECW and WCW, I really, really do like him. And and I feel like Benoit was at this point your Dolph Ziggler, your gatekeeper. If you have someone coming in and you want to have a good match against someone, you put them against that guy. Yeah, fair enough. I it it's I I like the feud, but I I I think that's it doesn't last long, does it? I don't think so. No. All right. There's a lot of things coming up here that don't last very long. We'll get there though. Next we get Chris Jericho versus Rey Mysterio Jr. for the cruiserweight title. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jericho trolling it up. Wearing a Rey Mysterio t-shirt. Pretty funny. You get the Jericho sucks chance. Rey's in a knee brace. And uh, at one point during the match, he has a non-contact injury. He just stops. Uh, So they kind of pause it for a second. This was a fucking really cool spot, but it was sketch as fuck. Mysterio goes for an avalanche Rana. And when he drops down, Jericho catches and holds him and just jumps off the second buckle right into a lion tamer. Mm-hmm. See, Ray doesn't have that big, beefy neck, so they had to be very careful on that one. So, Well, but, yeah. good thing it's the only thing that may look like a bad botch tonight. That's good. Yeah. Nothing else could go wrong. No. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, so Ray ends up tapping out there. The crowd boos Jericho gets on the mic, and it's uh, you know one of the more famous Jericho promos from WCW. Don't boo me. Don't you boo. All right, I'll give you a reason to boo. And he starts going after Ray's knee, uh, goes after him on the on the floor with the steps and the, and the toolbox. And it's so great because after he does it, he's kind of looking around. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's like apologizing. So, I got to say. I'm sorry. It's the... St- stupidest um easiest cheapest way to get heat mm-hmm. and it worked mm-hmm. don't you boo me it's like when <clears throat> i just did it to my my godson a couple of weeks ago he was all pissed off in a corner all mad and i go stop stop smiling stop ah. smiling you get the smile, right? Reverse psychology. Same yeah. thing, man. If you say "Don't boo me, don't boo," they're gonna do it. Like it, it's it's funny how like people are like cheap. Yeah, I gotta hate that. you know. It's... Yeah, but I mean, I mean, The Rock did the same kind of thing, right? He's the one that started the whole you know die Rocky die chance. Fans didn't do that. He started that. He put that idea in their head. Fair enough. You're you right. Know? Yeah. Touche. Touche. Gene is in the ring with J.J. Dillon. Dillon's holding the world title. Says he talked with Piper, who's the interim commish. Apparently still is. So Piper comes out there and he says, you know, feel kind of responsible. I'm going to make a decision. Get Sting out here. Get Hogan out here. Uh, Hall comes out, too, with Bischoff. 
Uh, uh, Piper says, you know, Hall won World War III. He deserves a shot at the title. He respects Hall. He's the, he should be the number one contender. Uh, but he's going to have to take a sidestep because right now there is no champ, so there's no number one contender. Uh, he psychs out Hogan, making him think he's going to give him the title, but he doesn't. He says Sting and Hogan will face each other at Super Brawl for the title. Sting and Hogan face off. Hall just powders and leaves Hogan and Bischoff behind. And it's great because Sting, as the NWO is leaving, does the suck it gesture to NWO. So, I mean, I don't see the relate to... I mean, I guess that was kind of like him pissing in Hall's face. Like, oh, yeah, your buddies suck it. You know? Yeah. All I could think, honestly, was just funny hearing them just list off just the whole... uh, I... I had a fucking idea. I had a statement. I tried to delay it. I couldn't remember it. Let's move on. Boo. Okay. Rick Martel versus Booker T for the TV. <laughs> I really had something I was going with. I swear to God, it was going to be worth it, too. Yeah, Would have been. well, you know, third hidden track, maybe, if you, if you come up with it. No, no, no. No, hang on. I know where I was going with this whole thing. It's, it's funny that right now you're in the middle of a big wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, your big war- and you do not have a world champion. Everybody's like, that's fine. Even on your a big pay per view, you could pay off your fans who bought your pay per view. Yeah. All Bischoff could think about his ratings and making you think about week after week. Who's your champ? Who's your champ? Meanwhile, you could have been making somebody at this exact moment. That is where I was going with. That's it. There you go. Okay. Sweet. All right. I know it is. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Next, we get Rick Martel versus Booker T for the TV title. Booker retains with a whiffed Harlem hangover. Martel plays heel, uh, thinking he won with the crab, but Booker had the rope. Martel snatches the title from the ref, but he gives it to Booker, raises his hand, they shake hands. It was an odd match, and then Saturn runs in and attacks Martel. Booker comes back to make the save. Uh, they mentioned that Saturn threw Rick Martel through a plate glass window on Thunder. So they're really pushing that one. What is the barbershop with uh, I know, right? Gennetti and uh, Michaels? I got to be honest, man. The more I watch him again and again, I really appreciate Rick Martel oh, fuck as a yeah. wrestler. Fuck yeah. Always loved him. And look at I, I hated the arrogance and the model gimmick. And you know why? I was supposed to, and they did a good job mm-hmm. with it. But when he was one-on-one at the end with uh, Razor for Razor's first IC title win, mm-hmm. right? It came down to them after the Battle Royal. Both of them were kind of good guys. Right. They made Martel a good guy. And I think you, he could have had so much better of a career than he, than he was given. Yeah, I think you got to look at his early career to really get the best of it, you know? Oh, I mean, with him and Flair, oh, my God, the AWA yeah. days, you're absolutely right. Yeah. 85. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I, I just mean, had to bring it up because watching him right now, I'm like, he's still so good mm-hmm. in 98. Yeah. And it's sad because I wish he did way more. Right. I mean, it's almost like seeing Barry Windham in WWE at the, or WWF at this point, right? I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, well, they painted him up as a fucking stalker, and that was the issue. <laughs> Another previous logo. <laughs> All yeah. right, I just had to bring that up about Martel, man. I just no, I, I, I adore his work. 
I wish that he was celebrated more than he is. Should be a sure. Hall of Famer already. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. Uh, well, somebody that's not a Hall of Famer would be Luis Piccoli. He's out with Scott Hall for his match against Larry Zabisco. This doesn't age well. Uh, at one point, uh, so, you know, Spicoli's with Hall. So they're kind of talking about, well, who's going to go with, uh, with Zabisco? And Dusty gets up from commentary. Massive pop. Um, Sp- Sp- yeah, Spicoli gets some shots in on Larry at one point, and Dusty confronts him. You get the Larry sucks chance, which was weird, and then you get Scott sucks chance, and they go back and forth. So there definitely was a large NWO contingency there. Um, as always with these fucking, you know, hey, if you need to figure out a way to get out of a match, do a ref bump. Uh, that's what <laughs> happens. Uh, Hall goes to get the ref. Zabisco plays possum. Hall goes for a cover. Larry locks in a guillotine. Spicoli interferes. Dusty follows him in, hits the bionic elbows. Another massive pop. Zabisco holds up Scott Hall. Dusty goes for the elbow, but Hall ducks, and he hits Larry by mistake. And then Dusty takes off his shirt, and he's got an NWO shirt on and just starts dropping elbows on Larry. Hated it on so many levels. Yep. Let me say why. First... I get that sometimes you don't, uh, what's the word, feed your commentators. You don't tell them ahead of time what's happening. Fine. Mm -hmm. Something like this, I kind of feel like maybe you should have given them a little heads up because how they played it off was that Scott accidentally moved. Or no, Scott moved, and he accidentally hit Zabisco, right? Right. And then... The way that the whole point, the how it all played out, it was obvious from second one that Dusty was about to turn. Not because I've seen this, but it's just, hey, I've seen WCW do this over and over and over, right? right. I didn't think this was, I actually forgot that and that Dusty joined so the WO. Swear to God, yeah. until this moment, I, I was like, oh yeah, no shit. <laughs> My point is, the commentators played nothing to it, and they're like, "Oh well, he now he's gonna fight Hall." I'm like, "He's legitimately showing an NWO shirt." And they're like, "What? What's gonna happen now?" I'm like, "What the fuck do you think's gonna happen right now, man?" <laughs> it was kind of annoying how the announcers played the whole thing off. Right. That's. I think that was my problem. Biggest no, problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They did. They did undersell it for sure. Uh, they sold it more in the next match, which was. Buff Scott Norton and Conan versus Wait, the Stock. You're right. They're like, ah, er, grr. All right, fuck it. Let's go. We've had time to formulate our thoughts. Uh, yeah, you get the NWO. It's Buff Scott Norton and Conan versus the Steiners and Ray Trailer again. Uh, Mike Tanay is replacing Dusty on commentary. Uh, Rick says, tell Scott, hey, I'm starting to match this time. Uh, at one point, Scott Steiner and Ray Trailer are arguing over what side of the pole they should each be on. So they're standing right next to each other. Basically the story of this, is this match in is a Rick... ring. What's oh, that? Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. I'll yep. The story is uh, for this match that Rick is stuck. He can't get the tag. Uh, and when he finally does, he tags both Ray trailer and Scott Steiner at the same time. Ref can't decide who the legal man is. DiBiase decides he's going to fucking get payback on Vincent and just smashes him. Trailers. The legal man finally announced 
he then he immediately tags on Scott, who hits the Steiner screwdriver for the win. And then at the end of the match, Bagwell and Scott have a flex off, and they're just shooting the shit with each other. Obviously, we know where this no, goes. My nipples but... are harder than yours right now. No, no, mine are. Look at this. Yeah, you want to compare nuts? Mine are smaller than yours. Yeah, well, I took well, steroids this morning, motherfucker. Sorry. Instead of shaving each other's backs, they're just going to inject, you know, steroids into each other's ass. I can't shave this one spot right here, but this is where they're going <laughs> to inject my steroids. Could you help me out, my brother? <laughs> Next, the long-awaited match between Kevin Nash and the Giant. Bischoff and Hogan come out with Nash. Russ distracted. Hogan hits Giant with a chair. Giant gets back in, right? Barely beats the 10 count. Giant calls for the choke slam. Hogan distracts the ref. Bischoff gets on the apron. Giant choke slams him into the ring. That was nice looking. It was good to see, you know, fucking right over the rope and boom. Ref is tending to Bischoff. Nash has a pot of coffee, because why the fuck wouldn't you just have a pot of coffee sitting at ringside? Throws it into the Giant's face, hits a little blow on him. And this is where the unfortunate happens. He, I mean, listen, Kevin Nash, I guess, is somewhat strong. He got him part of the way up. Um, And, yeah, Kevin Nash was never known for being a good wrestler, let alone being able to hit a good powerbomb. It doesn't help when you're doing it on somebody that's 400 pounds because, yeah, it was pretty fucking brutal. It was pretty fucking brutal. Uh, Nash wins by murder. The point where Hogan turned his head and looked at the crowd. He was like, oh, my God, I can't look. He's dead. And no joking. Like, this was... It was brutal. I, I remember this happening and how it plays out. I get it, and it, they'll make light of it soon. But in the moment... For most wrestling fans, live on pay-per-views, on site, this is actually the most graphic thing we have actually seen to date where someone nearly gets killed. Yeah, I mean, we've seen a couple, but none as bad as this. No, this is right on top of his head. It was yeah. on the heed. Heed. It was Boy, the fucking heed. Boy, heed, no! <laughs> He's going to be crying on his huge pillow tonight. <laughs> He's going to cry himself tonight with that giant noggin. <laughs> it's like I went a little too far with that one. God damn, I love that one. Yeah, it is good. All right. All right. Next, we get Ric Flair versus Bret Hart. Listen. He's alive, by the way. He is He's alive. Okay. He actually gets up. Yeah, he actually gets up. Yeah. Uh, Ric Flair versus Bret Hart. It meant some matches you just watched. This, this was just a good Fucking match. I'm not going to give you it. The only spot I'm going to give you is Brett goes for the, the figure four on, on the pole spot. And Flair does a nice reversal. Kicks him right into the railing. I thought that was a, a cool, just, yep. It was a small little thing, and it fucking worked. Brett wins with the sharpshooter. Fantastic match. How WWF never capitalized once. Like, just once. Not yeah. one pay-per-view match with them one-on-one. Yeah. The closest they've gotten on a pay-per-view match, I believe, was 1990 or 91, one or the other, Survivor Series. They were on opposing teams. Mm. Fine. But the year that he won the title, that was in a house show. House show, show. yeah. Uh, it, it, so, good for 
Eric at least doing this one here because good match. You put it in a highlighted spot on the card. Yeah. You, you could have put Giant and uh, Nash right before the main match. And you put this one here. I, f- I feel like that was kind of an intentional thing because yeah. you knew it was going to be a good match with Hart and Flair. Well, it, get, it only gets better from here. Yeah, we well, Michael, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, I'm it's really with you too. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, we get Michael Buffer, and who announces this was a triple main event. So our last two matches were technically part of the main event. But then we get the actual main event. Uh, it's Macho Man versus Luger because, you know, we never get that on Nitro. As CM Punk said, well, you're, you were a part of the main event at WrestleMania 20. Don't fucking patronize me. There's one main event. Exactly. I, I don't care how many numbers you want to put in front of it. I hate it, but it's our triple main event. No, there's one last match, and that's the main event. But you're right. It's Luger and Savage. Yeah. I haven't seen this ever. In the last week. Uh, yeah, so, and the best thing is, you know how I like to do this at this point. Uh, by the time Luger gets to the ring, Macho was out first. Ten minutes left in the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Liz gets uh, involved Might a lot. Might well be Nitro. Yeah. yeah, Liz is starting to get uh, very involved at this point. Hall and Hogan go to the ring as Luger's about to lock in the rack. Uh, but Hogan stops Scott Hall. Hall's on the apron with the chair. Hogan's trying to stop him. Macho hits the rope, knocks Hall to the floor. Luger locks in the rack. Macho taps Hogan goes after Luger, NWO, runs in to join him, except for Hall, who has just disappeared or is still laying on the floor. Sting makes your save. Him and Luger clear the ring, uh, except for Nash and Hogan, because Luger racks Nash and Sting gets the death lock on Hogan, and that's your pay-per-view. That's how it ends. Good night, folks. <laughs> yep, good night, folks, <laughs> indeed. We'll see you two days later, January 26th, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, for Nitro. It's three hours, remember that? Yep, moving forward, three hours, man. Well, and moving be, forward with our show, you're since gonna, we're <laughs> acknowledging their three hours, we're going to acknowledge by blowing past the shit that doesn't matter. Yup, and boy are we. Uh, Heenan, Zabisco, and Shivani are your comments. So we're going to talk about one segment tonight. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, you get El Dandy versus Ultimo Dragon. Dragon wins. What quite possibly might have been the most entertaining thing on this show was, you know how they've been doing that Nitro Party contest? You know, you send in, it's all the frat mm-hmm. boys that send in. Well, they got a winner. It's uh, in the University of Tennessee, and Gene is there with the Nitro girls. Gene had to get shit-faced during this. I mean, he had to have. And listen, there's a lot of parts where the Nitro girls are there, and these frat boys are just fucking getting real handsy. Man. Uh, I love Gene. Yeah, Gene's the man. You know he's like, who's got a fucking dry martini for me? (laughs) Next you get Brad Armstrong versus Goldberg. The streak continues. Next you get Mike Tanay out on the ramp because obviously Gene is at the frat house. Uh, We see footage from Sold Out about Giant getting dropped on his damn heed. Dylan comes out and he mentions uh, Arn having neck surgery, you know, recently and his career is over. He's like, this is a good time to look at our practices to avoid injury. There's no update on the Giant, but it doesn't look very good and we need to take action. As of this point, the jackknife powerbomb is barred, not just for Nash. Anybody using it will be disqualified and face a substantial fine. And if Nash uses it, he will be escorted from the building with a possible criminal prosecution. And Dylan's all fired up and he walks off. So, okay. I am about to be 14. Yeah, I am 14 at this time right now watching this. I understand. Okay. 
I understand things are fake. I understand at this point everything, what's going on. Even so, I was so mad at this rule because it was one of my favorite finishing moves. I love a fucking power bomb when yeah. done right. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I'm like, Nash not just doesn't do Nash. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it, but kayfabe got me, man. I was like, you motherfucker, that sucks. And I'm like, I remember it. Boo. I was actually really mad at it. <laughs> Boo you, JJ Dillon. <laughs> All right. Uh, Conan versus Jerry Flynn. Conan wins. We go back to the frat house and Gene's got the paddle in his hand, which is fucking great. That tells you it was 1998 because they had the paddles just on the wall and Gene's fucking holding <laughs> He's holding up. He's like, I said, Aerie, you fucking yeah. bitches. Get up. face <laughs> off your head, bitch. So what are you doing tonight? You want to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Uh, Tanae back out on the ramp, calls out Mongo. He references the Broncos. Oh, my God. I just figured out Gene's motto. I get older, they keep staying the same age. I mean, all probably. Right, all right, all right. We're live, pal. <laughs> All right, well, we get a shitty promo from Mongo. He's basically whining because he's sick of all these new guys in WCW. Uh, and then out comes Davey God Boy. wrestlers. Davey Boy, still referring to himself as the British Bulldog, says he's finally in WCW. Uh, you were already there once before, but okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, because that was like 1994, yeah? Yeah, pretty much. Wasn't too uh, long ago. Shockmaster. He was part of that. He wasn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was. That was 92. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mongo says, get I'm like, your gear he on. was not Shockmaster. He wasn't like, Shockmaster. No, right. He was No, he was but the he's promo. the one like, he fell on his fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> on his heed? On his heed. He would probably say something close to heed. All right, anyway, yeah, so we're going to get Mongo versus Davy Boy later. Next, we get Buff versus Rick Steiner. Um, yeah, at one point, Scott just gets involved and sl- press slams Vincent into the ring on top of Rick. They call a DQ, and Scott throws the ref to the mat, and the ref just says, that's going to be five grand, pal, and they argue. Next slide. Nash and, Bischoff Next slide. To, <laughs> Nash and Bischoff to the top of the ramp. Nash fucking has coffee in his hand. Why not? Uh, Bischoff says, this is a sad day. We can feel Bill Clinton's pain. We, too, have been singled out, and they just cut a sarcastic promo on the giant. And Nash says he wants to be called Big Sexy the Giant Killer Kevin Nash. And oh then Oh my god. What? It is all occurring to me right now. The whole Monica Lisky thing is happening right now? Extremely dead on. Yeah. And if I had to put money on it, since I already watched this week's Raw, what we're about to talk <laughs> about. I think we're about to get the presidential DX promo. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Standards and practices. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man, I'm excited about this. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Um, that was one of the better things about the whole scandal. Yeah, right. Uh, and then Nash says, you can send any fan mail to the van down by the river. And then he leaves. Like, it's, I guess he was just doing the same thing we do on this, where we just randomly bring up quotes and shit. <laughs> I'm like, with your joke and the coffee in hand, did you really need to come out tonight? Yeah. Pretty much right. Yeah. 
But he got paid 10K to do that <clears throat> appearance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably more. Uh, next, you get Jim Anvil Nightheart versus Wayne Bloom. Anvil wins. Next, uh, you get Mike Tanay on the ramp with Ray Trailer. Cuts a promo on NWO, and he's facing Nash tonight. Chavo versus Psychosis. Psychosis wins. Next, you get <clears throat> Luis Spicoli with Scott Hall versus Juventud Guerrera. Spicoli's holding the tag titles. Uh, Hall goes to the back on this one. Macho interferes during the match for some reason. It's a DQ. Pile drives Hoovy, gets the mic, calls out Luger. Spicoli hits a DVD on Hoovy. Um, for those of you who don't know, Luis Spicoli is the self-proclaimed inventor of the Death Valley driver. Mm-hmm. And uh, brother of Spicoli that is in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Well done. Thank you. You're You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Macho says he doesn't want the Outsiders or Bischoff's help ever again, and he attacks Spicoli. NWO comes to the ring. Macho tells Hogan he makes him sick. Um, And basically says, all right, well, fine. You're on your own then. Uh, Macho does say, you know what? Things looked better when you had that gold around your waist. Um, Yeah, so Macho's pissed off, and he just fucking bounces. You know, speaking of Spicoli, what he looks like, his character... I don't want to jinx it, but have you noticed that Pee Wee's Pee Wee's beginning? Pee Wee's uh, no, 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 oh, no, no, Francis. No. I, I, I was gonna say, oh my God, he does look like <laughs> Francis. Oh my God, <laughs> want some gum, Dad? <laughs> the bleeding gum. No, actually, it was no. What I was gonna bring up was he. Uh, he kind of reminds me of like just Rocco Rock or the other grunge or whatever the fuck. Oh yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Is. Yeah. It, it, I don't want to jinx shit, but are we done seeing him? I haven't seen him in a bit. Don't know. I don't know. But we're not going to see Spicoli for much longer. Wow. Wow. <sighs> what? Two and a half weeks. About. It's about that, yeah. yeah. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I don't even know if they say anything about, on the air about it. I mean, you got to figure this dude fucking got exiled from ECW for being too much of a scumbag. What does that fucking tell you? And there you are, but what am I? <laughs> All right, anyway. We go back to the frat, pile, uh, frat house for a little party. My dad said I could have a bike and I could have anything I want for my birthday. Yo, I hated Francis when I was Yeah, younger. Francis did that suck. Fucking prick. He had a cool bathtub, though. It was really just a pool, but... You know what he didn't know? It's the same thing Pee Wee didn't know. There is not a basement in the Alamo. Yeah, nobody knows that. Who would have thought that that movie would actually come up as often as it has recently? All right. It's, it's a good movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> back at the frat house, there's a limbo party. And then Pin the Nitro Girl? I don't know what the fuck game they were playing, but he does. He's like, oh, not there. You can't show that, pal. I, I don't know. This whole thing just seems like a massive liability. I wonder how many of the Nitro Girls that left with STDs. STDs, uh, sexual DUIs. harassment, sexual, like, are they yeah. like, all, like, non-consensual? I don't know, man. Gene gets a touch handsy after, like, six martinis, and yeah. college kids like to make them big. I don't know. That's It was really a, a weird thing to watch. I was like, hang on. This has to do with what again? Yeah. In the middle of January? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, me too. Good time. Good time. Next, you get Raven versus Mortis. Raven still has yeah, the... Yeah, I liked it. 
Raven has a bandage over his head in the chair <laughs> spot from two nights ago. Raven wins. And then we get the other half of the tag team, Wrath versus DDP for the U.S. title. DDP wins. Mortis comes to help with Wrath, uh, but Wrath doesn't realize that it's Mortis and hits the death penalty on him, I guess. Next, you get Tanay in ring, calls Brett to the ring. He says, hey, I'm not here to gloat. I want to thank Flair for a great match. I'm here to prove I should be the WCW champ. I don't care what happens between Sting and Hogan. And uh, at this point, I saw a sign in the crowd that said, try a nursing home, Hogan. Nice. Pretty good. Next, you get uh, Gene's back at the frat house, does Scott Hall's survey. And he's trying to figure out how to hide the dead body of a sorority girl. Probably. I I wouldn't doubt it. (laughs) Uh, Those frat boys are probably uh, pretty good at that at this point. Next, you get Saturn versus Booker T for the TV title. Hammer interferes. It's a DQ. The flock flocks. Martell makes the save. Yeah, no, it's okay. You got your lines crossed. That's fine. A lot of birds. Tanae's on the rant with Jericho, and uh, they mention that Ray has a torn ACL and a torn meniscus. But Jericho has done a good job at getting heat, and you're reminded that you get a lot of Southern fans at these events because... The crowd very plainly chants, Maggot. Not Maggot, though. Aiden. What do you Wait, what were you talking about? I'm missing it. <laughs> I got you. Wow. Yeah. Pretty it's kind of crazy. I, again, when you want to think about how we're it. both watching this, I am watching it on the Peacock as well as you are. The yeah. Peacock is doing it, and they're just like, nah, well, that's fine. Yeah, we're fine. Yep, absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, next you get Mongo versus Davey Boy. Davey could barely get Mongo up for the power slam. It was ugly, but he gets the win. Next you get Nash versus Kevin Nash versus Ray Trailer. It We're sticking with the coffee shtick here. He throws coffee in the face, low blow power bomb. Uh, obviously, that's a DQ. Nash is just laughing about it, and he gets cuffed by the police and taken off while he chants Attica. Wow. Are we going to hit a hat trick on Attica tonight? Right. Maybe. Uh, Scott Hall come to the ring, cuts a promo on Zabisco. He goes, you must have felt like a pervert in a trench coat at a peep show because you got exposed. I mean, it's a long way to say someone got exposed. You could have yeah, been just much. like, you know what? You look like you were a peeping Tom in a tree. You got exposed. Yeah, there you go. Faster. Faster. Much faster. Yeah. Except he's like, but you were doing this, you were doing this, you were wearing this. The time of the day is this. Come on, easy. <laughs> right. Because said you're like Marty, McF- Marty McFly's dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see. I love that. He's a peeping Tom. <laughs> I think some. I think he stole his wallet. <laughs> he stole his wallet. All right. Um. We get Scott Hall versus Luger for the main event again. <clears throat> Macho runs Glad in. Glad I bought the pay-per-view. Yep, it's a DQ. Uh, chair, they throws, Macho throws Hall to the floor, hits an elbow on Luger. He goes for the second one, and he has to wait for a very long time because he has to wait for Sting to rappel down and knock him off the buckle. Uh, Sting hits two splashes, two Stinger splashes on Macho, locks in the death lock. And Hogan and Hall are at ringside just looking at Macho like, Huh? Well, you didn't want our help, bro, so good luck with that. See you on Thursday. But what did he say? <laughs> he still doesn't know. 
Uh, please tell me Nitro or uh, Raw was better than Nitro. Nope, it wasn't because basically a third of the episode they were just reviewing uh, Austin and Tyson. That's all they pretty much did. It's, Mark Henry versus Ken Shamrock. It was Shamrock. so annoying. I'm like, I got yeah. it. Every media barely... outlet you could think of, CNN, everybody, like yeah. Fox, everybody's carrying it. Got it. Cool. Did it in the beginning. Got my momentum. I'm in. Do it at hour number two at the beginning. Cool. I'm there. But it was the beginning and ending of every commercial break. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I don't have a whole lot of notes here. Uh, first match, Mark Henry versus Ken Shamrock. It turned into a brawl because uh, Shamrock had DOA and Ahmed Johnson uh, as backup, so it turned into a brawl. We saw some unreleased footage from the Rumble. Uh, it's after Kane set the casket on fire. The Stooges come out, put out the fire. Uh, they open the casket, and it's empty. Ooh. I don't get how they did it. <laughs> Next, you get uh, Jeff Jarrett and Barry Windham versus LOD. Cornette uses the racket, and the NWA team actually gets the win. Uh, we get Triple H backstage getting his knee wrapped by China. Uh, cutting a promo on Owen. Uh, Sean cuts a promo on Austin, and they joke. Basically, Sean is saying that he's not going to defend the title at Mania, but he has to find out a way to contribute. And when he stands up, his... Coat jacket opens and he's wearing a ref shirt. So he says he's going to ref the Austin Tyson match because everybody's assuming that's what's going to happen. Thank God it didn't. Next, I had the thought about this though. If you actually build it as Austin versus Tyson, easily would have succeeded any pay-per-view all-time still to this date they probably still you still would have been able to it would have been like when mayweather and conor mcgregor crossed over i i kind of think it's a missed opportunity i think they could have done something i i wanted him to win the title of course but sure when you thought it was going to be tyson versus austin you got your boxing fans that want to see what he can do in a wrestling ring you got your wrestling fans who are going to go apeshit to see what stone cold steve austin the guy that doesn't trust anybody could do against tyson just saying kind of a missed opportunity with you know tyson and cone (laughs) stole oh now i want ice cream all of a sudden uh, next, we get the artist formerly known as Goldust versus Vader. Uh, Goldust is dressed as <coughs> Vader, but he's using like a teddy, like lingerie as the singlet part. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Vader's going for a Vader bomb. Lights go out. Kane's music hits. Goes after Vader. Vader does hit a pile driver on Kane, but he no sells it. Hits a tombstone, which again, for Vader, was uh, impressive. See, he didn't drop fucking Leon on his head. Drop uh, right, his damn heed. On his heed. Right before we go to the war zone, you see Terry Funk and Mick Foley in the ring while the ring crew's still kind of setting up up everything. And it's it's hilarious because they're because Mick is like, So so tell me more about Chainsaw Charlie. How old is he? He's like, Oh yeah, he's like, Oh yeah, I can't wait to see Cactus tonight. They're referring to him as their other people. It was it was a throwaway segment, but I guess it was kind of cool. Just because it was Terry Funk. Absolutely. You know? So well, speaking I'll wait of the match is over, and I'll tell you what my thoughts are. All right. Well, speaking of the match, we get the Outlaws versus Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie. It is a fucking hardcore match, pretty much. Um, and uh, Road Dog at the end, they just cover Road Dog with chairs. Funk goes up to the top, then the bell rings. Funk hits the moonsault on top of the chairs. 
Are we both up to date? Neither of us has gone on past tonight, right? I have not gone past. Yep, I have not gone past. I can only remember as much as I can through each, you know, I I remember things happening. Give me the Mm. month and the year. I'm there. I think next week. You think it's next week? The dumpster. Yeah. Well, it was just on Raw, right? It wasn't on a pay-per-view. Correct. And I think it was the same exact night with... Michael's doing the presidential mockery debate or mockery Ooh, uh, interview. Be, I think it was be... all in one night because I remember watching it. I was grounded where park targets came out, and I remember watching this on like the volume of zero one. And but I do remember watching this and being like, "Oh my god, I think they're dead." I'm pretty sure next week is it. I'm hoping well, so. If it's not, I'm blaming you. Because now, why? Because you'd be really excited that it didn't happen. Yeah, right. My bad. Ah, you're good. Uh, next, <laughs> next you get a, a quick Takamichinoku hype package. <laughs> and then uh, for some odd fucking reason, Honky Tonk Man is the guest announcer. Maybe Sonny Sore from last week. I don't know. Um, but he announces... But um, bump, but um, bump. <laughs> oh, God. I see. I just lost my train of thought. Because <laughs> <laughs> you thought about... Her and Elvis banging it out. Uh, I mean, I was I was referring more to Tyson because last week was the night uh, with the week that she was climbing all over Tyson with LOD watching on. So, bam, 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 police force. <laughs> oh my god! But about throwback. All right, let's go. <laughs> okay, let's get on with it. Um, so yeah, we get Brian Christopher versus El Pantera. Winner's going to face Taka Michinoku for the title. Pantera gets the upset win. Interesting. The whole band. The whole fucking band. Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus are backstage doing an interview in front of like the fucking chain link fence that they use for Raw. And uh, they get interrupted by DX and they just keep saying, oh, the hardcore legends. Oh, the hardcore legends are here? Oh, you got to let the hardcore legends do their interview. Okay, hardcore legends. And then the outlaws come in from behind. They actually knock the fence on top of them. Thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and the Outlaws and DX beat them down. It was moments like this, as well as um, in February, the New Age Outlaws are going to be tagging with DX Mm -hmm. at the next pay-per-view. That when the night after WrestleMania, New Age Outlaws finally joined DX, I was like, meh, they were already in there. I thought they were kind of already in DX old time. Right. X-Pac was a bigger one, but to me, I was like, eh, they're already... They, this whole time, and re-watching all this again, I was like, yeah, that's why it was never as good a build-up for me for them being in there. I think it would have been cool if they recruited him in fully when Sean was there, though. Yeah, that, that would have been, been cool. one of the best stables all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they did a little bit of both. But so be it. Yeah, so next you get the Headbangers versus the Quebecers. Headbangers win. And then Owen is supposed to be facing Triple H for the European title. (laughs) But what you do get, what you actually get is gold dust with a blonde. With a a gold wig, with a blonde wig and a massive prosthetic nose. 
<laughs> which was great. I think it's the same one they use on the guy that they used to do Owen Hart's impression in a, down the road. Pretty much, that's what I thought. Actually, at first, I thought it was Triple H mocking Owen, <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. But, uh, and then it's fucking Luna dressed up as China, and I had to do a double take a couple times. I'm like, wait a minute, why is... Wait, that's not China. What the fuck is going on here? It was, it was so weird. awesome. It, yeah, it was something. Owen gets the creepy. win. DX is backstage laughing. Uh, like, oh, you really fell for it. Slaughter comes to the ring and goes, hey, man, Goldust did such a good job of pretending to be you that uh, I'm going to make a judgment call here and say that Owen had a sanctioned title match, and he won, so I'm going to award the match to him. It's going to count as a victory against you, and he's the new European champion. Hunter freaks out. I mean, like a reverse dusty finish kind of thing. Kind of for this thing. What a weird way to win the championship. I know, right? I fought a guy that wasn't him, but because he pretended to be him and they let it happen, I won the championship. Because hey, wrestling. <laughs> uh. And uh, so, if them uh, recapping this whole Austin Tyson thing all show wasn't bad enough the last 15 minutes is that they replay the whole segment you get comments from don king saying that the nevada state commission says tyson can't fight so he's not going to be able to fight austin because we got to respect the rules so we got to work with vince to see what can be done only in america (laughs) only in america um yeah and then austin comes to the ring does a quick promo on tyson and that's your lot and he wants to wear his tooth. He wants to wear his tooth like a necklace. Yes, correct. A lot of spent time of just promos and previews. And it's kind of a prelude to what you're going to get when Raw goes to three hours one day. Because that's all it is now, man. Like, when you watch it, it's the same. Like, you get, like, 40 minutes of real-time shit, and the rest is just the replays of what you saw in those other 40 minutes. Yeah. Man. I was, I was going through it and I'm like, this is fucking shitty. Like I get it. It's a big thing and you want to fucking capitalize on it, but everything else went to shit. DX got their segment pretty much. That was really about it, but nothing else. Well, I guess you can say that you progressed your tag title, uh, set up division for, WrestleMania, but also in a very lazy way. Well, see how it pays off. Maybe it'll just be like a a, a dumpster fire thing. (laughs) Boom. Boom! That's how you segue to the movie of the week. Twelve-time Oscar award-winning movie, fifteen-time Oscar award-winning actor, Paul White. Okay, no, none of this was real, but the movie and the actor is talking about Knucklehead. Now look at, I know you have the same probably feel as ODM has right now. Why are we talking about this movie? Well, because believe it or not, it actually has to do a little bit with wrestling. And they didn't do a bad job with it. Big Show 
plays a a guy named Walter Crunk. He's a 35-year-old orphan. He's been living in an orphanage for so long. But he's so big and so Paul White looking that he has to go years and years without being I almost said abducted. Um, adopted. <laughs> That's a struggle nobody should have to go through. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't want him. I'm turning myself in. <laughs> I hate to do... Never mind. I'm gonna, I can't do it. I'm going to hold off and joke. I'm going to be a bigger man on this one. But anyway, I... There is a in, in this orphanage. It is run by a bunch of nuns. One nun is the leading uh, woman in this movie, and she is also a big part of the office. And we all know her as Jan Levingston in the office. Uh, in this, what her real name is is uh, Melora Hardin. Does it matter? Likely not. Did you know it? Doesn't matter. I'm giving a real good review over here, man. You are you're doing a bang up job. One. Thank Top you. Notch. Bang up. But he's got to wrestle to it's like a big attraction, almost like a circus kind of attraction going town to town, and they're going to make money off of this so they could save the orphanage that well, big doofus big show fucking burned down because <laughs> I'm an orphan. But really, really touching movie. I like it a lot. And I was trying to keep with our wrestling theme, wrestling movie. I think we are stretching. I think by next week we're just going to go right over to Reservoir Dogs or something. Um, Pain, <laughs> I, okay? I actually, <laughs> you're going to be okay! <laughs> Look it. Deep down, no bullshit. I actually like Knucklehead. It's a good movie. I'm not bringing up movies that I haven't watched, by the way. Every one of these, I'm not going to bring them up and be like, oh, I think it's probably good. It actually is pretty funny. But as I said to ODM, it's not your uh, Pineapple Express is it's funny uh, or uh, super bad or, you know, those kind of movies. This is, it's a PG-13 funny, okay? You're going to have your poo-poo humor, and you're going to have some good moments. You're going to have a family moment. And in the end, the good guy generally wins, right? Not this one. He dies in the ring because he's too large. And I'm just kidding. Is that too soon? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Spoiler alert. This is Chris Benoit's music. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. I appreciate you all hanging out this week. Next week, we are back with not only more of the Monday Night Wars. Maybe we'll be talking about the DX presidential debate. We will hopefully be talking about something good that has happened in the last week when it comes to wrestling. Maybe Raw Triple X got a little dirty. Yep. Okay. And we also have a top topic next week. It is the evolution of the road of WrestleMania. Started out pretty good. You know what I mean? Like the first couple of years, it was just whatever, you know, but then you have your path, the Royal Rumble. It means something 
The last couple of years, most matches have been put together one week before WrestleMania. Pretty at least much, the yeah. last three, four years. So what's your best? What's your worst? But at the same point, it's the evolution where it's been the rise and fall, if you will, of the road to WrestleMania. Actually excited to break that down with you next week. Even even throwing in pay-per-views like Fastlane because it's the Fastlane to WrestleMania. Vroom, vroom. All right, yeah, I'm going to boo myself after we get off there here. That's fine. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am the Professor Mark Fantasia. He is ODM Joe Rizzo. We are happy to have you here each and every week, as we always do. And when we do it, we leave you each and every time with ODM dropping you with five words. Big beefy necks save lives. <laughs> oh! The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are The Professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, Joe Rizzo. With so, special weekly we segments by Nightwing, the analyst, Rashawn Hill. Without your continued support, it would just be yeah. some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com. her mind when you're you know Bo right so you yeah. got your Bo is very manly he's very can he can build anything you want in six minutes right right but if you're a fucking Joe Schmo like me and you who are just yeah we you know we're whatever she's like ah you're fine you're a bunch of pansies <laughs> well so I'm sure you saw the picture this past uh Saturday or Sunday yeah Saturday, went ice fishing. Yeah. And we, they, not we, they caught a bunch of perch, and he just dropped off. Uh, they fillet it and do all the fried and everything ready to go, so he just dropped off some perch for us. So that's that's what it was, was fish. So Nova was losing her mind because she's like, there's a man in the house, and my dad can't defend you. Well, I was going to say, I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, un- you know, unexpected uh, fish breaks, you know. I guess that's a good reason to take a break if you have to. <laughs> no? All right. Never. So gonna... I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I can't count. I know. I'm like, what are you fucking with me? Are you reset? Five. 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 Wait, reset, reset. I'm sorry. Hang on, my bad. I, as soon as I did, I go, why did you just flat five twice? <laughs> <laughs>